Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Tribes Super Your Go to Middlesbrough FC podcast. I'm joined by Craig Johns and Dom Shaw. We've got the band back together and it's a big game this weekend. Middlesbrough versus Chelsea in the FA Cup quarterfinal. And that is exactly where we're going to start, Craig. Plenty happening off the pitch with regards to Chelsea. And we'll start with that utterly bizarre request to have this game played behind closed doors. We knew as soon as we saw that statement from Chelsea, they were going to get laughed out of court. Well, that's sort of speak. Maybe a better phrase needed there. But they were going to get laughed out. Um, it did get, uh, when it got withdrawn, didn't it, by Chelsea, Craig? And um, what did Chris Wilder have to say about it today? Uh, yeah, Chris Wilder was quite strong in his opinion of it. More more on the day that it all kind of came and, and, and very quickly went, thankfully, because, uh, of course, it was the day of, of Middlesbrough's game against Birmingham. And, uh, you know, thankfully, that didn't prove too much of a distraction for them. And they, and they won that game at Birmingham 2-0, uh, which I'm sure we'll come out to discuss. But, yeah, I mean, he was quite clear in, in his thoughts that, you know, had, had that game ahead, gone ahead without supporters, you know, he kind of said, he'd have considered unless made by the club not bothering to turn up and and you know you can you can understand and, and I know like you know that's quite a, a brazen statement and you can maybe think oh he just he threw that out there but didn't mean it but he was deadly serious when he said that at Birmingham uh he 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 was genuinely considering not bothering turning up to this game if no fans were there and and you can completely understand you know it's a huge occasion it's the FA Cup quarter final Middlesbrough, you know, hosting the European champions, the world champions, Chelsea. We saw how much it meant to Middlesbrough, to the town, to everybody, all the supporters when they beat Tottenham in the last round. And and to then come to the quarterfinals, you know, a place in the semifinals, a, a, a trip to Wembley up for grabs. And to have no supporters there for the players to walk out to, to empty red seats. Uh, it was it was absolutely ludicrous, and I think you know fair play to, to Middlesbrough, fair play to Steve Gibson. Uh, I think what it did show again, um, you know, not that we needed any more evidence of it, but but we got it anyway. You know how much Steve Gibson cares for this football club and has this football club's best interest at heart. You know, be that the football club itself or in this case the supporters, because you know he, he doesn't suffer fills lightly. Steve Gibson, he's proven that in the past recently with Derby and Mel Morris, etc. And and again here, you know, Chelsea, a big football club, one of the the the, the bigger football clubs in this country now felt a bit like they were trying to throw the weight around and and you know he was he was absolutely clear and very blunt uh with his kind of thoughts on it and um and you know as you say ultimately we 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 got the the right uh course of action chelsea i think rather forced into withdrawing that um that as you say a bizarre request embarrassing request 
uh, a PR disaster from their point of view. And, you know, you, you look and you just think, you know, how did they even have the goal to even request it? Absolutely ridiculous. But but thankfully, you know, not an issue. And 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 the comeback from that is that Middlesbrough are actually getting an extra 3,200 supporters in the ground on the day. So, you know, all, all, all's, all's well that ends well. I actually thought it was a joke when I saw it. And, and we spoke in the last episode, Craig, that we thought that's what would happen. Millsborough would then sell out the full stage in which, you know, it's going to be brilliant on Saturday. And Dom, not that they need any extra support, but with this utterly disastrous uh, request from Chelsea, what they've done is got the whole of the country behind Middlesbrough, it seems. And you look across most, um, you know, fan counts on social media, Everyone is now William Middlesbrough on to beat Chelsea. So um, not only have they got a full Riverside, they seemingly have got nearly every corner out of the UK back in them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest, I don't think Chelsea were ever the neutrals' favourite club anyway. Um, but absolutely, I think what what the the reaction across the football world, um, Craig did a bit earlier this week on how kind of pundits had responded and, and how people responded on social media. Um and, and I think every, I think appalled really, um, insulting, uh, you know, both the Borough fans and and the FA Cup, um, and the arrogance of it really. Uh, and, and I think the other thing is, um, we we know we've we've all experienced over the last couple of years just just how soulless football is without the fans there, and how a game becomes an occasion when you have the fans in the stadium and, and that's obviously what, what football's all about so to then suggest that that shouldn't be the case is is scandalous but obviously it was, it was never going to be um, it was never going to be successful uh, Thomas Tuchel was asked on Friday whether he's expecting a more hostile reception because of it and, and he said that he doesn't like use of the word hostile um, but the term he used was emotional he was expecting an emotional crowd and uh, I, I think the atmosphere will be absolutely rocking at the Riverside on Saturday night, even more so because of what's happened in the last week. And let's be honest, it was never going to be, uh, it was never going to be quiet. Um, we, we saw what it was like against Tottenham. I said at the time, and I stand by it now, that that was undoubtedly one of the best uh, Riverside nights, and there's been a fair few. And, and tomorrow would absolutely be up there. Uh, with the very best, if 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 Borough could pull it off, I think it'll be a. Yeah, I like the kickoff time because I think you know there's that there's that buzz around the town all day, it builds and builds and builds, and then um, yeah, Borough will be bouncing tomorrow night if uh, if they get a result tomorrow. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a great game, and how much um, is what ha- is happening at Chelsea, Craig, in terms of obviously the sanctions and the, and the drama that's surrounding the club. How much is that a distraction, do you think, for Middlesbrough? Or is Chris Wilder very much just focused on how good his side can be against what is, let's not forget, a very, very good football inside in Chelsea? Yeah, well, I don't think there'll be too much of a distraction from Borough. I think had had there been any kind of danger of distraction, that would have come, as, as I said earlier, on Tuesday night uh, at Birmingham when, you know, Tuesday was the day that this all kicked off the whole, you know, Chelsea putting that statement out and then later withdrawing it because, you know, Chris Wilder praised his players after the Birmingham win in in the way that they did respond to it all because, you know, the the the, the human beings and, and and most of them are on social media and, and you know, he spoke about them being at the hotel uh, in the Midlands, all having the, 
you know the dinner and, and and watching Sky Sports News and watching watching it all filter through the statements and whatnot. Um, so you know it will have been in their conscious uh, conscience while they were kind of trying to prepare for for a big game against Birmingham and and, and what was three important points in the in in you know the bid for the 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 playoffs in the championship. Um, so I think any distraction would have come that night, and thankfully it didn't. I think in terms of what's happening at Chelsea it, it, off the pitch, as you see, it, you know, it, it it won't affect Chelsea. I can't think on the pitch. You know, I think that the, the players will be fine, and, and Middlesbrough players will will equally know that. You know that they're not they're not playing a club in crisis or anything like that. You know, what I mean, they're, they're playing a bunch of world-class players and they will know that they have to be at the best. Everything has to go right for them. They have to do the job to a man, just like they did at Old Trafford, just like they did at Tottenham. Um, I, I can't see any of that being a, a distraction in any way. I've followed uh, Wilder's press comments today and I, I do love the fact he's just so honest and out there. Like He doesn't hold anything back, does he? And his comments on how Chelsea are going to get up to the Riverside, I think... Uh, would have made quite a few people chuckle. Just for those who haven't read the comments or heard them um, on the TV, just to refresh our memories uh, or refresh uh, those listening, what Wilder had to say about Chelsea's travel arrangements, Greg. Yeah, so essentially he was asked if he had any kind of sympathy for them and, uh, you know, he said absolutely not. Um, and in terms of travelling, you know, he quite rightly stated that, you know, there's there's certainly worse ways of travelling than than on there. Uh, you know they were talking at one point of needing to get a, a, a five hour coach trip up to Middlesbrough, uh, which would be the only affordable way to do it. And you know we're not talking about on the back of a mega bus here. Um, you know these coaches that the players travel on are very very nice coaches. I'll just jump in there and say there are other good <laughs> coach companies that are out there, and there's nothing wrong with mega bus just to cover the legal grounds. Continue, Greg. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, you know, the coach travel that, that Chelsea would have potentially uh taken to Teesside would uh would have been, you know, a bit more luxurious than um than than you or I are quite used to with coaches, let's put it that way. But no, yeah, uh, you know, whether whether they had to pull that money out of their own back pocket, the players who are who appeared handsomely enough to do it, or or you know, whether the the I think in the end what's happened is the government have have relaxed um relax the limits on spending for this one game alone, haven't they? So, you know, he wasn't sure Wilder how they're going to get the Teesside, but but he has very little sympathy for them and, and is sure one way or another they will be here and uh, and that won't be a factor in the game whatsoever. You suggested uh, about them uh, putting the hand down the back of the couch, didn't, didn't he, and, and seeing if they could get a few pennies because um, they'll not be short of a, a few, Bob. Uh, Dom, how important, I mean, the, the the attention on this game on the field, I mean, it, do you think the Middlesbrough players go into this game with a bit of pressure or do you think despite everything that's going on with Chelsea, they'll go in, Middlesbrough will come into this game as underdogs and that might work to their advantage, you know, that they will upset the odds? Yeah, absolutely zero pressure. I think um, to, to get to this stage and, and to get to this stage in the manner they have done as well, um, you know, sometimes you see championship teams or low league Premier League teams get through to the to the last eight and, and they've been helped along by a kind draw. Uh, you know, nothing of the sort from Borough, obviously. Um, regardless of what happens on Saturday night, this has been a, a, a great ride and those wins at Man United and, and, the, and the win against Spurs, are kind of, those kind of wins and games that you talk about for years down the line, especially the one at, at 
at um, at Man U penalties Friday night, ten thousand there. Um, but but equally, as has been the case throughout this run and against Man United and Spurs, uh, you know, Borough aren't there to make the numbers up on Saturday night. Chris Wilder said, you know, we'll absolutely be going toe to toe with them. Um, it was interesting. He, he was saying how two things: a Chelsea there's no chance of them taking Borough lightly and taking Borough for granted. And I think that's more the case after the wins over Man United and Tottenham. Um, but also he was saying how, you know, nothing nothing about Borough will surprise Chelsea. Knowing Thomas Tuchel, how he knows Tuchel and how he operates, he'll know Borough inside out. So there'll be no surprise element there. Um, but, 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 you know, I think one thing you can say about uh, Chris Wilder's Borough team is the fearless and, and the, they don't change their approach regardless of who they're playing. This is undoubtedly the biggest test. You know, Chelsea are, are a better team than Man United and Spurs. I, th- I think they're quite by, by far a better team, really. You know, Man City and Liverpool are way ahead and then Chelsea are way ahead of the rest, aren't they? Um, but they have had a game in midweek. You know, they've, they've had the uncertainty. of and, and as Wilder says, yeah, you know, these contracts are watertight of the players. But the, there's still that uncertainty that's niggled in the back of the players' minds for the last fortnight or so. And and you have got to cling to all these small uh, small factors, haven't you, when, when you're a club like Borough and you're trying to knock a, a team like Chelsea out of the out of the FA Cup. So um, it, it's undoubtedly the, the biggest test and the toughest test so far. But equally, it, I think it's one borough relish and, and fancy giving it a right good go again. But Dom has mentioned a good point there, Craig. So I'll let just just quick because you you often get teams like Middlesbrough who are going for the playoffs. And I think back to last year when Brentford did quite well in the League Cup and uh, they actually beat Newcastle quite late in the competition with like effectively reserve side and, and Thomas Frank had made no uh, secret about the fact that he wasn't that interested in going very far because he wanted to concentrate on getting up. And that is usually the approach many managers take when they are battling for promotion. But as Dom says here, Chris Wilder, you know, he wants to see Millsburg go as far as possible. And then that, I guess, is, is a refreshing change to what we usually see at this time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and he was clear right from, you know, Middlesbrough's first participation in this competition, which, you know, is always round three, uh, going to Mansfield. He, he was clear at the time, you know, I mean, obviously the Mansfield game was a bit different because he did make changes. He, he, they were enforced because the club was going through or just coming out of a, a COVID outbreak at that time. But nevertheless, he was clear then, as, as he is now, that he goes into every game wanting to win. And, and you know, for, for a lot of years, this football club has, has suffered from inconsistency. And, and 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 that inconsistency is a big factor in why he is sat in the manager's seat the day. Um, because the first half of the season, Borough were so inconsistent. Uh, so so you know, he he come he he arrived at the club and you know setting new standards and, and wanting to build a consistency. And for him, those standards you know, have to be at the same level, whoever the opponent, whatever the game. Uh, so it doesn't matter whether it's a championship game, it doesn't matter whether it's a, an FA Cup game or or even an under-23 game. Right throughout the club, he expects a standard. And if players uh, aren't meeting those standards, they're not going to be, you know, part of this club long-term. And, and, and the players have realised that very quickly, that, you know, they, they have to hit those standards as, as, as regularly as they possibly can. Uh, and, and and you know and, and and we have seen from the FA Cup run that 
it has been beneficial to to, to league form as well. You know, there's a, there's an incredible buzz around Middlesbrough, and 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 Wilder spoke a lot about that in today's press conference. Uh, you know, in, incredible buzz around the place, and they're on an, this incredible home run, uh, nine wins uh, in a row now at the Riverside. Um, and 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 the crowd are playing the part in that. The crowd are the the, the twelfth man to use that uh, that kind of cliche. They absolutely have been, and, and so it all plays a part in in all adding to that. Uh, you know the 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 the, the league, league games at home where they've had to kind of grind it out, and it's been a bit of a, a struggle. The fans have got behind them, and they've got behind them because there's this huge buzz around the place. And uh, so yes, yeah, so the FA Cup run has absolutely helped what's gone in in the league. Yeah, 100%. And it's, and it's good to see, and we're going to have, you know, obviously, players battling for position. You've got so many stories within the, the Millsville side as well. Players nearing the end of their career, youngsters just breaking through, some local lads as well. So I guess, Dom, that mix of, you know, players wanting to maybe go out on a high, players wanting to, to leave them off, players on loan who want to show what they've got, it all adds into, into Middlesbrough's favour because these players want to prove a point for whatever reason, you know, that they do, so... Yeah, there's, there's an interview with uh, Johnny Housen in the Telegraph um, today where he's talking about how at 33, <clears throat> he definitely appreciates um, every moment now more than he did when he was 19 or 20. Now, I know that sounds obvious, but he said when he was a young lad playing at Leeds and the beat Man United, a teammate of his kind of told him, you know, appreciate this. Occasions like this don't come round every week. And and as a kind of naive young lad, he thought, ah, you know, I'm only, what, 19, 20. I'm going to have plenty more occasions like this. But they don't, do they? You know, that's what we said about that Josh Coburn goal in the last round. You know, I've got every confidence that he'll go on and enjoy a brilliant career. But regardless of what happens from to Coburn from here on in, he's, he's always got that night. Um, and I think there's a nice mix, as you say, in the squad. You know, you've got Housen and Peltier and Bamber and players like that. Um, experienced players who, who have such wise heads on the shoulders and, and uh, are a good foil, really, for, for the young lads coming through, Isaiah Jones, uh, Marcus Tavernier, the others who are coming through, even players like Anthony Dykesteele, um, a relatively young and inexperienced in, in the whole scheme of things. Um, Dale Fry, really, but, but we, you know he's been around forever now, but these are, certainly aren't uh, older players. Um, but I think, I think the other thing is... While the talks about keeping feet on the ground and not getting carried away, um, and 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 I think it's testament really to the character of the squad that they've been able to to keep ticking along in the league. Now I know there's been a few setbacks in recent weeks and a couple of disappointing performances, but let's be honest, that that's just been more to do with I think general fatigue and games catching up, hasn't it? Rather than rather than any attitude problems. Wilder, as we know, doesn't change his team for the sake of changing it. He likes to keep a settled team. And the intensity with which the player um, was was bound to start catching up with them at some point. I think I think this is probably the ideal fixture to have before the break rather than a league game in that it looks after itself, doesn't it? You, you know, you lift yourself for a game like this regardless of how tired you are. Um, whereas if it was a league game, that's why I think that Birmingham game was, Birmingham win was so big in midweek. Um, it felt like one big lift, didn't it, to get a much-needed win before the break, and and I think this is a this is a hugely important two weeks coming up, just to get refreshed and then go again for the last push and and, and hopefully finish in the top six. 
Yeah, and we'll get on to that Birmingham game in, in just a moment. But you mentioned there, House, and I mean, if he performs like he did against Spurs, uh, on, you know, he, he puts on the same performance on Saturday evening. Um, I mean, that's what we all want, isn't it? Because he was absolutely superb. How many weeks is it since that Spurs game? And, we're st- and I'm still um, applauding him for his efforts that, that, that night. Um, just before we move on, to that Birmingham game, then just a quick reminder to please like and follow the podcast, totally free to do. Just means with every new episode we upload, you'll get a notification to say it is ready for you to listen to and leave us a rate and review as well. Just means we can get the show out to a wider audience. Uh, Craig, let's talk about that. Just, just, sorry, just quickly, I just want to jump in there on housing. Um, Craig's better place than me because obviously he's been at the press conferences, but it stood out to me that on two or three occasions now, Wilder has, has talked up House and his performance against Tottenham because it's not what he does, is it? You know, whenever you kind of try and get him on an individual player, he brings it back to the team and the fact it's it's a team effort. And, you know, very rarely will he, will he kind of purr about an individual. But two or three times he's done it even without being probed, hasn't he, on House and his performance against Spurs. He, he, he did exactly that today. He's done it again today and then mentioned his performance and how he was head and shoulders above everybody on the pitch against Tottenham. And and, and, he, and he was right as well. And and not only that, he continued, he carried that form into the next game as well, which was a big uh, home win against Luton. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think the turnaround for Johnny Housen as well, if you we think about, you know, the first half of the season and uh, many times in, in the way the team set up against uh, under Neil Warnock, he, he looked quite overrun in midfield. And and, and, at, and at one point, he kind of dropped back into the defence and, and recovered his form a bit from right back. And, and you were left questioning, does he still have the legs at, at 33 for, for central midfield? And Wilder's come in, changed the style, uh, he's 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 still the sole uh, sitting midfielder, the only sitting midfielder they have. But you know now the way that they play with Tavern Crooks just ahead of him, um, you know, and the way that he's able to kind of get on the ball in that deep lying area and and, and dictate the tempo for Burr in the middle of the park. You know, we know he's how good he is on the ball, how composed he is in possession. He he, he has been one of many, but but certainly, you know. A shining example of the players kind of thriving as individuals under Chris Wilder, as well as you know, as as a as a collective unit. It's been brilliant to see um, that game against Birmingham. Craig, we, we had the two goal scorers, Connolly and Balogun. How big of a confidence confidence boost will it be for them to to get on to the score sheet? And do we expect the team that large appeared against Birmingham to be the team that plays against Chelsea? I would expect so with the team. Um, I think, you know, ironically that if there are any changes, that would be where the changes come. We we know the, the first nine names on, on Chris Wilder's team sheet, providing there are no injuries and he didn't give any away the day. You know, the first nine on the team sheet picked themselves. He, d- he did kind of accidentally let slip that. His midfield three would be the same. So, so no... Um, you know, no surprise injuries in the midfield and, and, and I doubt there will be any in the defence either. So, you know, it is only the forward two that potentially would and potentially ever will change under Wilder unless injury enforces it. Um, but yeah, Balogun and Conley have, have been very good in the last two. I thought, you know, Millwall was a very difficult game uh, for both of them. You know, um, they're a strong physical team, Millwall, and... Uh, and, and, and Borough had to take what they could get on the day, but nevertheless, they both grafted really, really hard. 
um, and, and did a job for Borough up top, which meant that Millwall couldn't settle and didn't have it all the wrong way. And that helped Borough pick up a valuable away point, which, you know, they then took into the Birmingham game. Um, a team, you know, still as as strong and as physical as what Millwall were. Some very big uh, centre backs now at Birmingham, but nevertheless, Borough were the you know the team more in the ascendancy. They had that little bit of extra quality in in possession, and um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not certain Aaron Connolly will get credited with uh, the first goal, unfortunately, mm. uh, but nevertheless, you've got to credit the movement because um, the movement, the time that move that run. And also get that, you know, work out where the ball's going and get in front of the defender in the way that he did to make the initial flick, which was blocked by the goalkeeper. Um, you know, you you can't uh, you can't knock that. That that's what you want from your striker and and the way that Chris Wilder likes his sides to play in terms of you know being patient in the build up and working it out wide. What you then need is strikers in the box like Aaron Connolly making those kind of movements. So that the the is an end product to all the patient build up. Uh, so he, whether he gets credited with the goal or not, he deserves credit for his role in it. And, and then the Balogun goal. I mean, that was absolutely sublime, wasn't it? Uh, you know, it, we've been kind of waiting uh, now a few weeks for for Balogun to kind of to show what we know he's capable of because you know he's coming from Arsenal. Arsenal think very highly of him and, and they don't think very highly of just anybody. So there is obviously something about him, but he's a young boy. This is his first loan move. And, you know, the championship is a relentless and, and an unforgiving league at times. And, and, and you know, he, he has taken a little while to, to kind of get used to that. And, and, and certainly in the physical aspects of it, he's taken a little time to, to get up to scratch with that. But We've seen definitely in the last two that kind of coming on, that progressing. His hold up play in the last two games has been really, really good. He's he's been dropping deeper and almost playing as the number ten uh, to to collect the ball into feet and you know holding the ball up in the way that he did. And, and he he played a part in the first goal in the Aaron Connolly goal, uh, holding the ball up with his back to goal and then playing that lovely black back heel flick for Dykes Taylor who continued his run and. Uh, yeah, I mean the finish, uh, the finish for his goal, the second goal at Birmingham was just absolutely outrageous. It was lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. I think um, <clears throat> the, the the Millwall's midweek hammering of, well, I say hammering, it was only two 0 but by all accounts, it was very, very one sided. Their their win against Huddersfield just kind of highlighted how good that point was for Borough really last week. Yeah, I think Millwall are unbeaten at seven at home, conceded one goal in that time. Um, they're kind of charging a bit, really, aren't they? But because there's so many teams in there doing similar, you, you kind of lose track, don't you, of who's doing what. Um, but they're absolutely in the conversation. But I, I, I thought, you know, it, it was a good point as long as you then go and build on it with with the win at Birmingham. And I think Borough's win over Birmingham and, you know, Huddersfield unbeaten in 17 going into that. The last time they'd lost was when Borough won there in November or whenever it was. Um, so that result kind of made me realise just just how impressive really four points you know I'd have taken four points before those two games undoubtedly to do it and get two clean sheets in the in the process is just an added bonus really. Um I mean Middlesbrough out of the playoffs on on goal difference some of the reports of the of the game pointed out that Wilder might might have been wishing Middlesbrough were a little more clinical in front of goal because you know they dominated Burnham didn't register a shot on target. 
Craig, is that a little un- unfair or, or should have Middlesbrough have added more and that maybe would have seen them, you know, I mean, because it, it could come down to goal difference in the end when we get to the final the final day of the season and it'll be games like this where you go, well, maybe we should have added another, another couple. Yeah, I mean, there's always that kind of if, buts and maybes, isn't there? There's always things and, and, and times where you feel you should have gotten more and equally times where perhaps you got more than you, you deserved. Um, there's always those kind of things through the season, and and you know, there's there's no getting away from the fact that you know Middlesbrough haven't scored enough goals this season, um, you know, and I'm sure it is something that they'd love to address in the summer, uh, albeit signing a goal scorer in striker in the modern game is is you know the the hardest thing you possibly can do, particularly when you're working under a budget as Middlesbrough are. Uh, you know, Middlesbrough don't have millions and millions and millions to just throw out the problem like like some only the elite clubs really do have. Um, they've got to be more sensible about it. And 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 unfortunately, goal scoring strikers, you know, come at a premium. So, you know, it's something they, they will work on, I'm sure, but you know, everybody has to, and everyone has been chipping in with goals. And uh, you know, ultimately for Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough to be where they are now in comparison to where they were when Chris Wilder took over. I think that in itself is an absolute credit to the club. And, you know, it was always a case when he arrived in November that, uh, you know, he was quite clear that he was here as a medium to long-term project. And But he did see it if the door was open, they would try the hardest to 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 go through that door. And, and the door's open for them. They've, they've produced some brilliant form since he arrived and and they're absolutely in the mix with nine games to go. It's going to be, you know, such an exciting run in, such an exciting nine games after the after the international break. And, you know, I think rather than look at things like could they have done this, could they have done that, I think we should we just appreciate, you know, how much they have done to put themselves in the position that they are now in. Uh, well, it was Middlesbrough's first away win of the year, league away win of the year, which I didn't actually realise. I guess, Dom, that shows you just how important that home form has been. Um, you know, this is the first away victory since December the 29th. I think I think it um, <clears throat> makes the home form all the more impressive, really. And there, there has been pressure on some of those home games. You know, I think of that Luton game. That was a big, big game, wasn't it? Um same with West Brom as well. You know, there has been a few of them, a couple of away setbacks that have, that have then been followed by home games that have really been must win. Um, and Borough have responded and found a way to win. But you know that couldn't continue until the end of the season. If, if Borough wanted to finish in the wanted to finish in the top six, then they had they had to start finding some away uh, performances and wins. So uh, I think that was a you know, a good way to a good way. It, it, it appeared to be a kind fixture, really. To you know, Birmingham at the minute isn't the most hostile place to go, is it? Because they barely have any fans in. They're not playing particularly well. And and really, I thought it was as as routine as you get. It was. It, it never felt in doubt. Um, it, I think it was exactly the kind of performance and win Borough needed um, going into this game, but also you know purely on on what's happening in the league going into the break. I guess sometimes those can be the kind of banana peels caught in that team slip up one. Thankfully, they didn't. Uh, Craig, just before we talk about uh, Spence getting called up to the under-21 squad, I just want to ask you a quick question on how you feel Chris Wilder will be approaching the subject of promotion and playoffs. There was an interesting interview with uh, Paul Heckenbottom on the BBC 
uh, just a few days ago where he was asked about the P word and whether they talk about it in the Sheffield United dressing room. And he said, well, we don't actively, but we don't avoid it. You know, um, you, you, you've kind of got to because it is in the room. I'm just wondering how you feel it is um, at Middlesbrough. Has Wilder given any insight? Has he even been asked maybe a similar question by by you guys? Yeah, so I, w- I would say that he's he's kind of stands in, in, in answers. He's given the similar questions himself. It's very similar to what it sounds like Paul Heckenbottom said there. I haven't seen those Heckenbottom quotes, but just based on what you said, very similar. Chris Wilder's always kind of said, you know, he'd be lying if he said he didn't look at the table and if he said the players didn't look at the table, because they do. And, and they'll all, as a collective, be aware of kind of, you know, the failing around the club, the buzz around the club and and and, and the rising expectations to, you know, to, to make the playoffs now. Um, absolutely aware of that, and he, and he's always said that he embraces that as well. He he'd rather it be like that. He'd rather the expectations rise and 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 playoffs be you know discussed, promotion be discussed because that means that they're doing well. You know the alternative is that nobody really talks about it, nobody really expects it, and the reason that would be the mood would be because they're not doing well. So yeah, so for Chris Wilder, it's a, it's a case of you know they, they embrace that. Um, look forward to that. He is really he said he's really excited for these last nine games. But equally, in terms of preparation, etc., it's it is one game at a time, as cliche as it sounds. They never look ahead of themselves. For example, he said the day he's not even thought about the Peterborough game yet, which is the first league game after the international break. You know, he's he's all focus. He's 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 all in on on the Chelsea game because that's the next game. So he's very much a kind of you know, next game is the biggest game kind of kind of manager. I guess this is the right way to approach it. Dom, I'll, I mean, I'll ask you both this in a week's time and then a week after that, but given where Middlesbrough are now in, in the league and they are um, in the FA Cup quarterfinal, what would you deem a successful season? I mean, if they say if they get to the final of the FA Cup but slip out of the playoffs, is that is that a successful season? I mean, given where they were when Weller took over, it, 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 it's it's you would have taken where they are now, I guess. I think, I think you know, if Borough were to make the playoffs, um, you know, if, if you if you make the playoffs and don't go up, that that's obviously disappointing because Borough won't fit, won't fear anybody in the playoffs. I think if you were offered a playoff place when Chris Wilder took charge, um, then then you'd have obviously snapped the hand off. I think the good, you know, the, the kind of um, satisfying and exciting thing is. Every year you look at teams, don't you, and you think, like, they're having a right crack and they have to go up this year. You know, it's, you look at some of the squads and the wage bills and you think it's win or bust, really. Whereas how often has Chris Wilder talked about the short-term aims, the medium-term aims, the long-term aims? If, if Borough go up this year, then you'd say they're probably ahead of schedule. I, I certainly don't think that will have been expected when Wilder took charge. But equally, you don't turn your nose up at the opportunity to win promotion in the Premier League. But if they don't go up, then they're going to come back stronger next year, aren't they? You know, they've spent this season, in the build-up to January, we saw how um, productive a window Borough had with, what, um, six weeks six weeks of preparation with Wilder in charge. Um, so Borough are undoubtedly going to come back stronger. Um, you know, the FA Cup run is just a bonus, isn't it? And if you get to Wembley, then... I think I think it's a successful season regardless of what happens in the league. If you get to an FA Cup semi-final and you're in Championship Club, as we've said 
on a number of times on here. Um, they're, they're the occasions, and that that's what it's all about, isn't it? As a as a fan, that's they're the games that you remember. Um, you know, my little boys too, and I'm thinking if 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 Borough get to an FA Cup semi final, he's going to have to get a ticket and go because well, he might not get to see Borough at Wembley again in the next thirty years. He might not remember it, but he'll he'll have to get a seat somehow. So. You know, they're the, they're, the, they're the games you remember. Um, you know, I think what's exciting is, regardless really of what happens on Saturday night, if Borough win and get the final, uh, get the semi-final, then obviously that's incredible. But if they don't, um, we're still we're still in for a cracking final few couple of months of the season, aren't we? It's it's well set up. After Wednesday night's fixtures in the league, I had a look in the five points separating third and ninth. It's just a incredible league isn't it every year it, you know it never fails to um to entertain and surprise so i think really regardless of what happens on saturday uh borough are going to give it a right good crack and we're in for a good end of the season craig how are you feeling yeah i think it's it's hard to add too much to what dom said there because i think he summed it all up absolutely perfectly i think you know in terms of the wider picture of how would you evaluate the season and, and what would be a successful season i think Ultimately, now, as long as in these final nine games they don't completely blow up, they don't implode, and and they have a really good crack at making that top six, I think even if there were just to kind of slightly miss out, I think there would be an appreciation from from all supporters that it, you know what a good effort they'd made to to make that top six. Bearing in mind they were fourteenth when Wilder took over and, and as inconsistent as they were. And I think there'd be an appreciation for, from all that with, you know, a summer transfer window where there'd been a lot more preparation and, you know, Wilder was able to put a bigger kind of stamp on his side, if you if you like. Um, I think that would lead to a, a real enthusiasm about next season and a real big hope, which, which as Dom says, is, is, is really when there would have probably been more looking for promotion when the first uh, appointed Chris Wilder in November. I think being as far out as there were then in November, I think as Dom says, promotion this season would without doubt be, you know, ahead of schedule. Uh, but but obviously I think as long as they don't implode in these last nine games of the of the championship regular season, I think, you know, this season, certainly since Wilders took over, leaves a lot to kind of fill you with hope and fill you with um you know genuine excitement for for what could and should come next season yeah good a good platform and foundations been laid for for middlesbrough under chris welder which is great to see before i get your score predictions then for the weekend i think first off everybody listening to this will just be sharing dom's excitement for what potentially could happen uh, against chelsea in the fa cup and and so forth. I think um, you probably echoed every Middlesbrough fan there, Dom. Um, but we'll just briefly talk about Jed Spence getting getting a call up. He scored a superb goal for Forrest um, earlier in the week, didn't he? Um, a nice curling effort in, in, into the corner. Um, and again, people saying, oh, what a player this kid is. How is he not in the Middlesbrough side? Clearly, as we've said before, they don't watch enough of Middlesbrough um, if they have to ask that question. But Dom, a call up can only help uh, Middlesbrough ask more for him in the summer, I guess. Yeah, I think so. We've said this a few times, haven't we, with kind of um, the the good performances he's had in the FA Cup and how that's just, um, you know, his stock has risen with that. Uh, I think that goal in midweek and then obviously this call-up. Um, 
it's just more attention on him and and, and with that his, his valuation will inevitably rise in the summer as as we've said on a number of occasions you know borough are in the position of power here aren't they um and you know they're they're the one that uh, they're, they're the ones that hold the cards come the summer so you know I'd, I'd be surprised if spence was a borough player next year um given what you know what's gone on this season and jones's emergence um but given the way this season's gone for him, we're a well placed to get a to get a hefty pay packet for him. Yeah, it will be quite interesting to see what happens there. Craig, give me your score prediction then for this FA Cup tie with Chelsea. I think Borough going highly incentivised after everything that's uh, happened this week over the ticket saga, etc. Uh, and I think they win it one nil in normal time. Dom, yeah, after all I said there about the excitement of it, I can't, I can't then. Dampen the excitement by going for a nil too, can I? So um I think Chelsea will score. Uh I'll say two one AT again. I tell you what, if you come on the next episode and then remind us that you actually said nil two, but you can't say it, we'll not be having that. So there'll be no, 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 I'm standing two one, I think. I, th- I think Chelsea will score, but uh, I'm going two one after extra time. You know what no I love? No way through, Fry. No way through. <laughs> it just doesn't seem to be any fear, as we've mentioned, with this Millersville side. Like you say, they'll be they'll be up a high after the saga with the tickets and what have you. Uh, the Riverside's going to be absolutely bouncing. I I think they're going to win it. I think I think they'll be in, into the semi-finals. Um, I yeah, I, I do think Millersville um, are definitely well, definitely a bit of a strong way, but I, I do feel Millersville are going to win this game and. Um, We'll be talking about them in the semi-finals of, of the FA Cup in, in, in the next episode. Touch wood. I will just uh, throw this one out there, though. Me, me, me mum has been getting really into the FA Cup run. She's been watching all the FA Cup games and absolutely loving it, to the point she actually messaged me the other day saying UTB, uh, which was <laughs> incredible from my mum, who just has no interest in football whatsoever. Um, but unfortunately, she's working on Saturday evening. She's a, she's a nurse uh, with the NHS, and she's working so... If Middlesbrough don't win, I have made clear to her that, that it is her fault for, uh, for not watching. <laughs> so she's the lucky charm. Uh, but I mean, I guess in a way that it also sums up the way the FA Cup fever is getting around people. And like we said earlier in the show, I, I think you've got pretty much the whole of the UK behind Middlesbrough on Saturday to um, to, uh, to, to to push them on to, to beat Chelsea. And fingers crossed they do. You can head over to gazettelive.co.uk where we'll bring you the build up to this FA Cup tie we'll also bring you the coverage through the live blog as well thank you very much for tuning in do head over to Facebook page as well and please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast